0: Alright, for the first podcast, for the Revelation Podcast, I would like to read its first verse from Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Hi. Hi and welcome to the first podcast of the Revelation podcast my name is John and before you begin to click the play I hope you read the description of this podcast the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to reveal how the books in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation are about Jesus which is what I want to reveal to the listeners In this introduction episode, I want to begin to share a part of my experience with you that will lead us to Psalms 46, Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, to see how this verse fits with the entire Bible, to see how this Old Testament verse is still about Jesus way before I turned 29 years old. I was hired by a university that, at the time, I really wanted to work for, for it is my alma mater of Liberty University. I got all three of my degrees there, and my last one was in the spring of 2014. Well, in March of 2009, I was hired by the university as an admissions consultant, and I really enjoyed working there. During my two years there, I was grateful to work at a place that believed in the cause of Christ, which I thought they did at the time, but I don't know about that now. Their focus when I worked there was in its mission statement, and that still is. Training Champions for Christ. That statement fired me up to work there, even though some days were hard. When I look back at my time there, I felt I gave everything that I could to that university, and I was looking for more opportunities to serve there. I applied for the position of national recruiter, which I thought my last meeting there was going to be about. But God had other plans for me. When I met with management in August of 2011, I was fired for things I did not do. After that happened, I entered one of the lowliest times in my life. I entered the valley, but God allowed that place to be my paradise. Now, the first verse I read for this first podcast was Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, which was a verse I meditate on. I saw what was a valley that became my paradise. The first sentence of the verse is about how we could put our trust in God. And that's very true, even when unexpected circumstances happen, like being laid off or being severely ill. And the whole chapter of Psalms 46 Is about why we can trust in God. Now I want to let my listeners know that I will be using from the King James Version from here on out for this podcast. And in the future, I'll bring other variations so that we can compare and see what the Word of God says to us. And I believe that's very important. Now, I hope that you got your Bibles nearby. And... Either you'll have it on an app with your device or you'll actually have a hard copy. And go to Psalms chapter 46. And let's go through it. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Verse 1 tells what God is for us. He is our refuge, strength, and our hope in trouble. Now, if you have never highlighted that verse before, I will recommend doing that. And this is a very great verse to memorize and to meditate on, especially this day and age. You know the words there about God. He's our refuge and strength. And imagine yourself going into a strong fortress. And that no hurricane or tornado can shake that foundation. And that's a great picture. To see the Holy Spirit provide you the protection that you need. While you are in our storm. Now let's go on to the next two verses in Psalms forty six. Therefore will not fear therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters there roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with a swelling thereof now some of you are listening to this and you just feel like there are rocks falling on top of you or you just feel like you're constantly drowning in water and you just look for some relief well in verses 2 and 3 it tells us that we should not Fear in dire circumstances with the earth removed, the mountains carried away, or when the waters are troubled. Also in this chapter, in the next two verses of 4 and 5, is prophecy about God's kingdom on earth that has not happened yet. Now let me kind of segue and share this truth with you. And it comes to how we approach the word of God. Whenever we read the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. We need to look and see. Where is Jesus in all of this? Because the word of God is about him. And we need to see where is he at. In what we are reading. And begin to go in verses 4. Four and five and onward we are gonna see how Jesus is involved even in this song. Now let's go on to verses four and five. The author writes There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. This prophecy is prophesied throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. For we can take these verses to compare it to Revelation 21 and 22 to reach the conclusion that King Hezekiah prophesied about God's kingdom in this world. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 it says, There is a, I'm going to take it back, in Psalms chapter 46 verse 4. I apologize. I was getting just a little bit too ahead of myself. And that's what happens when you get in the word of God that you get so excited. And at the same time, you have to control it so that you can stay on course on what you want to teach. And I want us to see how this prophecy in Psalms 46 verses 4 and 5. Reflect what is in Revelation chapter twenty-two verse one. In verse four of Psalms forty-six, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. In Revelation chapter twenty-two verse one, the Apostle John saw this, and he showed me a pure river. Known as the river. And this pure river is the water of life. Now, at the time that King Hezekiah wrote this, the river that flowed out of Jerusalem was not the river of life. And going back to verse 1 of Revelation chapter 22, John describes that water of life to be clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now, when was the last time that you saw a river that was clear as crystal? Or have you ever seen a river that was clear as crystal? Well, if your name is written in the book of life, then someday you will see the water of life. Now, Let us go back to verse 4 in Psalms 46. The other part of that says, basically, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. And look what it said in Revelation chapter 21, verse 22. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. When King Hezekiah wrote this song, the temple of Jerusalem was the center point of the Israelites' worship to God. And through the temple, God was in the midst of them. And Hezekiah's Jerusalem. Is diff or was different than Jesus's new Jerusalem that will be coming down because it will not have a temple. For the Lord God Almighty will be at the center, He will be in the midst of us to be worshiped by us. But with all the bad things that are going through, like Loss of job, paying late bills, or all of a sudden an unplanned illness comes along. And those things are just temporarily, especially if your name's written in the book of life. Now, Revelations chapter 21 verse 4 is one of my favorite verses because this is what John saw. In the new Jerusalem. And God. Shall wipe away all tears. From their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow. nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. For within God's kingdom. The new Jerusalem. It will have no more tears, no more sorrow and no more death. Like I said, the things that we go through that are struggle are temporarily, and they will cease to exist. God is our refuge and our strength. We can trust Him even when unexpected circumstances happen in our life. Now, I already mentioned that King Hezekiah wrote this psalm. And to understand verses 6 through 9, to see why we could trust in God we need to look at what's going on in King Hezekiah's life when he wrote this. In that, we will see how Christ delivered him from his enemies and also we will see how Christ will deliver us from our troubles and our enemies. For us to look at the background of what happened to King Hezekiah before he wrote this, we need to look at 2 Kings and Isaiah. The story of King Hezekiah begins in 2nd Kings chapter 18. And I will be going to different verses from 2nd Kings chapter 18 and chapter 19. Also we'll be going to Isaiah as well. So turn to your Bibles to 2nd Kings chapter 18 verse 1. And if you have a bookmark or are able to go back to Psalms 46, I will recommend that because we'll be going back there and we will go on bouncing from Psalms, Second Kings, and to Isaiah so that we could see how Jesus is in Psalms 46. And so I'll begin at verse 1. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. In verse 2 of this chapter, it says that King Hezekiah became the king of Judah when he was 25 years old. He became king after his dad Ahaz, and we can find what kind of king his dad was also in Second Kings. And to see that, I'll read 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 2. Now, you don't have to go there. You could just listen to see what the Bible says about King Ahaz. King Ahaz. King Ahaz. In verse 2 of chapter 17 in 2 Kings. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, but not as the kings of Israel that were before him. Therefore, in this verse, we know that his dad King Ahaz was evil. But second Kings chapter 18, verse 3, it says that King Hezekiah did was right before the Lord. Now let me pause right there before we go to 2 Kings chapter 18 verses 4 and 6 to see more. Or what kind of character that King Hezekiah said? I won't pause here because I want to share with someone that someone could have had a bad father, an evil father, like King Hezekiah did with his father, King Ahaz. And do not let that stop you from being committed to Christ. Don't let Satan discourage you and make you give up. Up because later on, when we read verses 4 and 6, and this is about Christ working to King Hezekiah and all that he did, and you'll see that because King Hezekiah was a right king, even though his father was not, that God still used him and he could still use you, even if you had a horrible father mother, or even the past. Now, let's go on from verses 4 to 6 to see what he did in his character. In verse 4, we can say that he removed all the idols and idol worship in Jerusalem. In verse 5, it says that he trusted God. And listen to what it said about King Hezekiah. And that there was no king like him, before him, and after him. Now, the next king that took over was King Manassas. And he was horrible. But listen to what it said about King Hezekiah that it said there's no king like him. And that is amazing, especially when the second king of Israel that came way before King Hezekiah was a king of Israel, and he was the man after God's own heart. And in verse 5, it says that King Hezekiah was like a king, and that no king before him and after him were like him. Now, summarizing in verses 6 and 7, we see him applying the promise found in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein; for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt good success. In verse six, we see that he held fast to God's commandments, and in verse seven it said, That God made him prosperous because he trusted in him. For in the first seven verses, we see what kind of king Hezekiah was. And he trusted in God by obeying him. Now whenever we make the same kind of commitment like king Hezekiah did in trusting in God, we will face opposition from Satan that will try to destroy our trust in God. Like the Assyrians under King Sennacherib, that tried to destroy King Hezekiah's trust in God. In verses 9 through 12, it tells how the Assyrians conquered Israel and they took him away to Assyria. For this was God's judgment towards Israel for not repenting of their sins. After Assyria conquered Samaria, they were coming for Judah and King Hezekiah. Now, 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 13, it says this Now, in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, come up against all the fenced cities of Judah and took them. Now, let us look back at Psalms 46. King Hezekiah writes in verse 6, The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The heathen rage is a good description for the Assyrians because they were wiping off kings and kingdoms off the face of the earth. For we see that in what the recorder Joah said to King Hezekiah. He tells them that the Syrians have wiped out the Israelites in Samaria that worship false gods and also other countries that also worship false gods. Rabshakeh, through the record of Joah, also told King Hezekiah that the people do not let King Hezekiah tell you to trust in God. You see... How the heathen Assyrians raged against King Hezekiah, actually, it is Satan that is behind this attack. He is using the Assyrians to get King Hezekiah out of his stronghold by shaking out of his stronghold in God by shaking his trust in him. I mean Satan tries to do that with us with uncontrollable circumstances like job losses and diseases. He uses his things to get us to leave God so we can lose our salvation and fall with him in the lake of fire. Now, there's a lot of pastors and churches that will preach just all the good things that God offers. And they will say, your problems will cease when you follow Christ. You will have joy, love, and you will not have to worry about trials, which contradicts what Jesus says he said we will face tribulations for being his followers which Hezekiah is facing with his encounter with the Assyrians that are trying to destroy his trust in God it, the Assyrian king is threatening him with surrender your kingdom or die I mean what do children of God do when uncontrollable circumstances happen like loss of job, medical bills, or when a government threatens our rights to worship God in the way he wants to be worshipped? Well, to know that, we have to continue to examine what we are examining with Psalms, 2 Kings, and soon Isaiah that also has a story of King Hezekiah. For the first thing that King Hezekiah did after he heard Bad news from Joah about the Assyrians is found in verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 19. And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes, and covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. In this verse, we see that King Hezekiah did not bring his problems before his psychologist or therapist but he brought it before the Lord, which is what we should do first when uncontrollable circumstances come before us as a lost job or unforeseen medical bill comes. After King Hezekiah went to the Lord, he sent for the word by looking to Isaiah to know how he can overcome his problem with this Syrians. Now, Let's go back to verse 6 of Psalms 46. After a while ago, we read the heathen rage, and we see that with the Assyrians. For after Hezekiah writes the heathen rage, he places a comma after that, and he writes, the kingdoms were moved. Then he writes, he utters his voice, and the earth melted. For this was King Hezekiah's problem. This was the Assyrians. For after he described his problem with the Syrians, he wrote this in verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. King Hezekiah writes this in Psalms 46. We see being the refuge, we see God being the refuge for King Hezekiah in the rest of 2 Kings 19. In Isaiah 37. For in 2nd chapter 19 verse 5. We read that King Hezekiah's servants come to Isaiah. And I want you to highlight what he tells them. Because I want you to see what God promises Hezekiah. To later to see that fulfill To remind us why we can trust in God. The promises of God's spoken to Hezekiah to the prophet Isaiah was in verses 6 and 7 of 2nd Kings chapter 19. And Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, And he shall shall hear a rumor and shall return to his own land and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. When we look at what God said to Hezekiah through Isaiah, I want us to see what is said after. Thus saith the Lord. He said, Be not Afraid. I want you guys to underline that and I want you guys to memorize that and meditate so that you could have that with you the next time that you face an uncontrollable circumstance. Now, you guys may be facing an uncontrollable circumstance now, which is a perfect time to meditate on be not afraid. For as children of God, I want us to meditate on this. So we can remember this, when Satan attacks our trust in God with whatever. Also, let us not overlook the first thing God said in verse 6 with, Thus saith the Lord. And I want you guys to highlight that. And I'm going to give you guys heads up that I will be saying this quite a bit throughout this podcast. Because it's that important. Thus saith the Lord. Whenever we see that, it is a 100% guaranteed promise of that it will happen and his promise to Hezekiah is seen in verse 7. For this is not just a promise to him, but it's a spoiler alert for someone that never studied this part of the Bible. I hope this gives more I hope this gives you more reason to trust in God because he keeps his promises. He promised Hezekiah that he will send a spirit on the king of Assyria, with a rumor that will make him return to his land, and he will die by the sword. Now, this promises. Now, his promises does not take place in verse eight or verses afterwards. It will happen in verses 36 and 37 in the same chapter of 2 Kings chapter 19. And that is good to know. Because yes, God does promise and He does keep His promises. But that does not mean it's going to happen right away. And that is okay. And we are going to see why as we continue to look at how God is going to deal with the Assyrians to help King Hezekiah. Now, this promise. Now, when King Hezekiah received the letters, he went to the house of the Lord. Now, you see in both accounts of 2 Kings chapter 19 and Isaiah 37, that it says the Syrian commander sent letters of threat to King Hezekiah. And so we see what he did. He took those letters and laid them out before the house of the Lord. And he prayed. For the heathen are raging against Hezekiah, and they are ready to erase him and his kingdom. Now let us go back to verse 7 of Psalms 46. King Hezekiah wrote, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. For the way God made his presence felt, in King Hezekiah's time was the temple. So we see in verse 1 and verse 14 that King Hezekiah goes to him as his refuge. Now, we do not have to go to a church or have a priest to go before us to connect us to God for our problems because Jesus is the high priest. And the promise that we have in Jesus says that whatever you ask in my name, it will be done. When we pray as King Hezekiah does and study the word of God, we will know his promises to hold on to them in our times of trouble. When Hezekiah problems continued. He did not stop trusting in God. He went to pray. This is his prayer in Isaiah chapter 37, verses 16 through 20. Hezekiah prays, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thy eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear all the words of the king of Assyria, which has sent to reproach the living God of a truth. Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nation and their countries. And have cast their gods in the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, save us from His hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that Thou art the Lord, even Thou only. Now, when this problems were drowning him he cried to the Lord to save him and the people in his kingdom when problems attack us and our trust in God we should seek him we should trust on his promises and we should pray until we have an answer or we have peace now for us to have peace while being attacked with problems we have to be still in that, we just meditate on God with this Word. When we do this, we will be reminded of His promises, as King Hezekiah was. The problem with the Assyrians was such a burden that all King Hezekiah can do is cry out to the Lord and say, Save us! When God heard his prayer. He sent Isaiah to deliver his word to King Hezekiah. He says to him, in Isaiah chapter 37, verses 22 through 35, This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee, and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at thee, whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed, and against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high. Even against the Holy One of Israel, by thy servants hast thou reproached the Lord and hast said, By the multitudes of my chariots, I am come up to the heights of the mountains, to the sides of Lebanon, and I will cut down the tall cedars thereof, and the choice fir trees thereof, and I will enter into the height of his border, and the forests of this Carmel. I have digged and drunk water, with the soil of my feet. I dry up all the rivers of the besieged places. Has thou not heard long ago how I have done it in of ancient times? That I have formed it? Now have I brought to pass That thou shouldst be lay waste defense cities Into ruinous heaps? Therefore the inhabitants were of small power They were dismayed and confounded They were as the grass of the field And as a green herb As grass on the housetop And as corn blasted before it be grown up But know thy bod, and thy going out, and thy coming in, and thy rage against me. Because thy rage against me, and thy tumult is coming up into thine ears, therefore will I put my hook in thy nose, and my bridle in thy lips. And I will turn thee back by the way which thou camest, and this shall be a sign unto thee. You shall eat this shears such as growth of itself." And the second year that which bringeth of the same And third year so ye And reap and plant vineyards And eat the fruit thereof And the remnant that escaped from the house of Judah Shall again take root upward And bear fruit upward For out of Jerusalem Shall go forth a remnant And they that escaped out of Mount Zion The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, or cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into the city, saith the Lord. For I will defend the city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. God tells Hezekiah that King Sennacherib has blasphemed against him in verse 23. In verses 24 and 25, he knows the arrogance that he has against him. And in verse 29, he says he will take him back where he came from. After God spoke about the king of Assyria by speaking to King Hezekiah, He gives promises to King Hezekiah in verses 30 through 32. For his promises to him are he will continue to bless the land with rain so that they can eat for the next three years. Also, he promised a remnant will go out to Jerusalem. In verse 33, it begins with another, Thus saith the Lord. And do you remember in 2 Kings chapter 19 verses 6 through 7 that God promised to send the Assyrian king back to where he came from? Well, we also need to remember that whenever thus saith the Lord that whatever God says will happen, will happen. After God tells Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord. And remember, whenever God says it will happen, it will happen. That's 100% guaranteed. And again, I say, Thus saith the Lord. He tells him that he will also protect Jerusalem by not allowing the Syrian king into Jerusalem. He will also not allow a single arrow be released on them. Nor will Noah come build a siege. He also promised him that the king will return to his home. The Syrian king, that is. Now look at verse 5 and read it. What does it say? It says, I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. You remember when God says, Thus saith the Lord, and you know what happens after he says that? Whenever we say, Thus saith the Lord, it, Thus saith the Lord, it will happen, and it will happen. We see that promise carried out by His Son, Jesus. That ma- we see that promise carried out by His Son, Jesus, that manifested Himself as an angel. But well, we should recognize that whenever we see the title, the Angel of the Lord, it is Jesus appearing as an angel. And after Jesus appears, in a new, appears in the New Testament, we no longer see the angel of the Lord. This is what Jesus said, Isaiah chapter thirty-seven, verse thirty-six. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Syrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. When those early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So, this is what Jesus did in verse 36. For we see Jesus in the Old Testament destroy 145,000 Assyrians, and this same Jesus will return in the last war in Armageddon to destroy Satan and his army. In Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 21 says this, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him up upon a white horse, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he had on his vesture and in his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Lord. That ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against the army, and the beast was taken. And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had deceived the mark of the beast, and them that worship his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled in the air. You see, in Revelation 19, verse 21, we see Jesus slaughtering all the heathen army as he did with the Syrians in Isaiah 37 and 2 Kings chapter 19. For these verses are the examples of how Jesus is seen throughout the Bible. Now, going back to Psalms 46, we see what King Hezekiah saw after the angel of the Lord destroyed the Assyrians. In Psalms 46, verses 8 and 9, King Hezekiah says this, Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolation he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot with fire. He burned the chariot in the fire. But what King Hezekiah saw after what the angel of the Lord did, he prophesied Armageddon. With what he said, he was not just referring to his area when he wrote what desolations he made in the earth. Because later on he says that he caused the wars to end. For we should know that there were still wars going on after the angel of the Lord slaughtered the Assyrians and we should know that the wars will that the wars will continue that the wars will stop until after Jesus defeats Satan and his army at Armageddon. For after that happens is when we will for when for after that happens is when he will cause wars to cease. Then he will destroy weapons of war because we will not need them anymore. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. You see Jesus throughout the Bible. You see him carry out his promises, which is why we can trust him as King Hezekiah did. That is why we can be still and know that he is God. The heathen Assyrians found that out, and the whole earth will exalt Jesus when they see him on the clouds. By then, it will be too late for them to repent. And they will perish at Armageddon. It will perish at Armageddon. And they that will perish at Armageddon will end as the same that King Sennacherib did. You remember when God told King Hezekiah that the king of Assyria would return to his homeland? Also, do you remember in 2 Kings chapter eighteen, verses six and seven, where Isaiah says to him, "Thus saith the Lord." I repeated this question quite a few times because it's that important. We should know right away that whenever we see God says will happen, will happen. So what did God say on what will happen to the Assyrian king? He said he will hear a rumor and return to his homeland and he will die by the sword. In verse 38 of Isaiah chapter 37, it says this, and it came to pass, as he, the Assyrian king, was worshipping the house of Nisroch, his god, that his two sons, Adremelech and Shereza, smote him with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Armenia, and as Kardan, his son, reigned in his stead. This verse, we see God's promises fulfilled when the Assyrian king did return where he came from, and he did die by the sword when his son smote him. And Hezekiah writes, Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. But the promise of God are why we can be still and trust in God as King Hezekiah did with this burden of the Syrians. The same God that delivered King Hezekiah is the same God that can deliver us from whatever unplanned circumstances we are going through. Psalms chapter 46 ends with verse 11, and King Hezekiah writes, The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. I want to repeat that again. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He is with us with the presence of the Holy Spirit. So we can have the same refuge that King Hezekiah did. For in the word we can see that it is all about Jesus. He saved King Hezekiah in the Old Testament. He saved us with his resurrection in the Gospels. And we see in the New Testament that all the heathen the earth will exalt his name. And I want to end this message with this verse to prove that. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11 says this. Wherever God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Well, we are at the end of the very first podcast of the Revelation Podcasts. I hope listening to this is a blessing to you. And please feel free to share this, however. And I hope that this podcast will encourage you to want to read the Bible more. I hope that it encourages you to want to read the Bible daily. You know, you have so many experts about things that don't matter. Like in entertainment those people are experts for nothing so let's be experts on something that has eternal value like the word of god now the aim to be experts is not so that we could be the expert of god but we should study in such a way the same way that the Bereans study when paul told them about christ they Study the scriptures and they saw what Paul said was true and they received Christ. And I hope unsaved people will listen to this, that they are encouraged to want to read the Bible and study and seek God. If you're faithful seeking Him as King Hezekiah, He will reveal Himself to you. So do not give up. Continue to move forward and press onward thank you. And I look forward to speaking to you again. And I will try to do a podcast at least once a week. So the next podcast should be no later than next Wednesday. And I already pretty much have the message for it ready to go. And the message for the second podcast will be lukewarm in the US. And in that podcast, we'll go through Revelation a little bit. And have a good night.